Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs, or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favourite podcast app now to listen, just search Eurogamer Newscast. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to be the one to, to break? Who's going to do it? Who's Peter, gonna... I feel like it might be you. All right. All right. I've got an anecdote for you. Um, oh. oh. Yeah. I'm just going to start with an anecdote. It's a good oh cold open, God. isn't it? It's a warm, a lukewarm open. <laughs> Lovely. Um, okay. Dip your toes in. I was just having a, a piss uh, before <laughs> we started recording. Was uh, it a good one? Good stream? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. Confident. Um, and mm-hmm. as I... Uh, Put the the toilet seat down. I noticed there was just a little little bit of dust on the uh, on the top of the toilet seat, and it reminded me of a time when we lived in Bristol. All of us. Yeah. Um, I went to the doctor at one point because I had like abdominal pain, and they said, "Oh, it could maybe be some kind of like urinary tract infection or something." Or I don't know. Actually, they didn't actually say that, but they wanted a, a pee sample when I was there. I was like, okay. Um, so they took that. And um, the doctor, I took it into the doctor and he looked at it and he had this really strong accent. And uh, uh, I, as I'd finished peeing, just as I was about to close the lid, I'd accidentally got a bit of fluff in there from like my, my boxer's waistband or something. And um, the doctor looked at it and he was like, right, well, that's a pretty healthy colour. Um, and then he went... Although there's a appears to be a spider in there, have you got knob spiders? <laughs> oh my god! And I was knob like, spiders? knob spiders? I don't come to my NHS doctor to be accused of having knob spiders. So anyway, I played it cool and I went, no, 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 the knob spiders—they cleared up a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, oh yeah, all right, then that's good. Um, Did he take it really seriously? No, he could see that it was just a bit of fluff, and he was trying to sort of—I okay. think he was trying to, you know. Um, Break the ice a bit. Yeah, break the ice <laughs> by saying, spiders. have you got knob spiders? <laughs> in your tarantula... Hang on, hang on, I can do it. In your tarantula undergarments. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, it's official, everyone. I, at least at one point, had knob spiders. Um, whether I've still got them, oh, I don't man. know. I'm glad you overcame this affliction. That must have been yeah, rough. Make sure you go and get checked for knob spiders, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Peter. You're welcome. Mikey, I think, I think you're going to have to say it. <sighs> really? After, I have to follow yeah. up knob spiders with this. Yeah. <sighs> everybody, Podiots is changing. Oh, right, no! yeah. I forgot about Sorry. <laughs> Straight into knob spiders. Knob spiders. Well, I thought it was who's going to say, who's going to, who's just going to start? Because there's always a bit of a, a Mexican standoff, isn't there, at the start mm, of a there podcast? Is. Who's going to go? But but yeah, Polly, it's is changing, everyone. Yeah. It is. But not in a, not in a scary way. No. We're just going to stop doing it. We're not. We're not going to stop doing <laughs> it. We're not. Promise. Promise. We're going to, we're going to stick around. There's, there's a, there's a couple of, a couple of changes, uh, the first of which is that we've been doing this podcast for how many years now? It's got to be close to five now, right? Maybe, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, actually. Five years. Oh, yeah, 2018, been doing this podcast yeah, for yeah. Five years. And in that time, you have submitted some fucking wonderful questions. However, we've hit a bit of an impasse where we're getting a lot of the same questions. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. But I feel like we've divulged almost every part of our personal life now well, I just through have, these yeah. questions. <laughs> Peter has now completed it with knob spiders. That was the final thing you needed the for the yeah. <laughs> Peter submitted his last anecdote. And so we're thinking of maybe changing up the format a little bit. It will remain the same. Everybody brings a thing along, along to, to talk, talk about, about it, about etc. It. However, instead of asking for questions, we would like three things from you 
we want you to submit weird news stories from your local area or sort of just strange things you found on the internet from the past two weeks to sort of keep it current and then we will cover them and discuss them and dissect them and those will take the place of the questions in the podcast because we think it will keep things fresh and while we love talking to you about our lives and we always will do we just we think it's time for a change a little bit of a change yeah everybody brings a thing at to talk about from home yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the things about our lives will still just come up naturally anyway. It's not that we're going to stop talking about our lives uh, and our mm. medical afflictions. They'll they'll still be in there. But um, from you, we would like those sort of uh, current uh, news stories or it doesn't have to be news as such. It can just be, you know, the thing that was trending this week on the Internet. You know, did whatever. you guys see this? The latest memes, etc. Um, and so on. Yeah. We just think it'd be a nice way to change things up. A little bit of maybe local news, because whenever I go for hunting for local news, and I'm sure you guys do too, you, you kind of restrict yourself to the local area. But we've got we've got podcast listeners across the globe. Think yeah. of all that untapped, weird little bits of local local news. Yeah. What nonsense has been happening in in your your specific zone? Let mm. us know. We'll 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 flip and talk about it. Um, so, yes, from next episode, uh, we'll make it clear in the question post that goes out on Twitter a few days before we record that we want you to submit some stuff to us, some stuff that we can talk about. You'll still be credited as if you submitted a question, uh, but we're going to do that in addition to our things. Try not to submit things that you think are the kind of thing that we would bring as things. So we're talking no Wikipedia articles uh and, you know, we'll use our discretion. If one of us is already bringing that thing along as a thing that week, obviously that won't make the cut. But open open our eyes to the weird and wonderful shit that happened on the internet in the past two weeks. And we'll try it out. Keep it short, sweet and punchy. Like a little hit of, of laughter and then bam, you're done. It'd be, it'd be beautiful. Yeah, and you can exactly. still send the sorts of things that you think would make a good a thing for us to bring along. Uh, in the usual way. So you can, you know, welcome to, for example, tweet me a Wikipedia article or tweet, uh, you know, Mikey a fight suggestion or something like that. <laughs> so they're still fine. But for the user submitted uh, things, we would like these sort of current internet bits of news or local news or other things. We'll put a post out there to give more detail. Yeah. But that's not the only change, <gasps> is it? Oh my God. You're God darn tootin' soon. You'll be able to see our little faces on the YouTube thing. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Don't worry, it's not going to change the format of the podcast. We're not suddenly becoming a video show. It's just an extra little bit of niceness for those who watch. Because um, speaking from experience, I hate it when podcasts pivot to video and then make everything about the video. That's not how, that's not what you want to do here. No, it's just a yeah. little bit of extra luxury for you. You see our smiling mm. faces and me, my face creasing with laughter as Peter describes <laughs> his. His trouser spiders. Mm. His knob spiders. Knob spiders, so, that's it. His knob spiders, <laughs> knob yes. Spiders. Uh, so we're looking into that as well. Hopefully we'll be able to bring you that soon. But that's still not the only change. Oh my God. There's there's one final thing, and that is for the longest time we've recorded on a Tuesday. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, we've released on a yes. Tuesday. And that was, that was definitely a convenience that was almost a hangover from from working full-time on video. It's like that was the day that we chose and it was absolutely fine because we were in the office and so on. But we found that Tuesday is increasingly becoming a hard day to hit because of various commitments that we all have uh, through work or outside of work. And so from next episode, we will be releasing podcasts on Saturdays instead. So that Saturday means is Saturday, Saturday is Bonnier's Day. Yeah. So the episode after this would be a fortnight on Tuesday normally. That would be the 30th of May. However, that one will now be releasing on Saturday, the 3rd of June, and then Saturday going forwards. That's partly because I'm on holiday and we, don't, we haven't got a chance to record. But we're also aware that we've missed a few episodes this week, uh, like uh, this year, sorry, we've had to push because of busyness and so on. And we think by pivoting to a Saturday release, uh, that will alleviate some of those issues. Still be so, fortnightly. Uh, still be fortnightly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going so away. So we'll have Saturday releases. Uh, video coming soon hopefully and we want weird internet happenings from you instead of questions so it is changing but hopefully in a way that you guys can appreciate is is a positive way we're trying to adapt and evolve and we want to commit to you guys and keep bringing you podiots and we're hoping that this will help ensure that 
we can go for as long as we can doing this. Has Pontius changed at all in five years? Now I think about it, has it just been the same since we started? We've dropped a couple of of questions. Yeah, we stealth reduced the question numbers when we started to (laughs) realise there aren't enough questions and we never announced it, but people may have noticed. But apart from that, no, not really. Well, get ready. It's Pontius 2.0 and it's better than ever. Yeah, yeah, we hope so. And we thank you in advance for your support and your understanding. Uh, Triple Jump podcast listeners will know that we did a similar thing with the question front uh, over there because it's hard. It's hard to answer questions for several years um, and, and not cover the same ground. So yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you. And we do have one final thing to talk about that's nothing to do with potty. It's changing, we promise. Michael Johnson, do you want to talk to them about that? Oh, the, yeah, the Blobbyitz poster. Yes, <laughs> knob spiders, yeah, of course. <laughs> I got knob spiders too, yeah. So as you may have seen, as you may have heard, we uh, released a special art print not long ago. And this is probably going to be your final warning, if not already too late, because it is fast selling out. Mm. And people love it. Um, so we highly recommend if you're interested in it, when you hear this, head over to bit.ly slash blobbyots, that's B-L-O-B-I-O-T-S, and go see if it's still in stock, because um, I think we're about two-thirds of the way sold out now, and so we are, like, very quickly getting into single digits. So go on, get have a look. If you treat there's, yourself, how we love? <laughs> there's every likelihood that we may add that design to our print-to-order T-shirts uh, on the store, but that's, Ooh. you know, remains to be seen, but uh, it's mm-hmm. certainly a possibility. But if you want the print for your wall, uh, it, they may already be gone, so head over there as soon as you can. 100%. We oh, love ben, you all. did you tweet the announcement thumbnail in the thread, yeah, I you did. monster? No! Yeah, I did. No. I'm going to scare no. the shit out of everyone. Uh, oh. Yeah, we love you all. Thank you for all your support, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. But first, we need to go record this one, I suppose. <laughs> all right. Everybody and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Videots Videots. podcast. Uh, it's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, you are how, How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good slash well. How's it going with you? <laughs> yeah, doing all right. The sun's out for the first time in forever, and yep. we're inside recording a podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the that's good, isn't it? How are you, Mikey? I'm doing good. My 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 living room is currently like a little production line for shipping and handling. It's great fun. I'm having a whale of a time. <laughs> I've always thought I kind of misread my destiny. It wasn't to do video. It was just to to work in a factory and do the same task over and over again because it's so therapeutic. It's great. Mm. Well, if this goes well... Yeah. Oh. Might have to do some more limited prints in the future, but... (laughs) They could say, this goes well, you might end up working at a factory. (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood will be over and we'll all have to go and get normal people jobs. Yeah. Nothing wrong with normal people jobs. No, not at all. Backbone of society. Yeah, you might have to do it, Michael. So. Oh, I, I, I actually genuinely have no qualms about that. <laughs> a lot less stress in my life. <laughs> anyway, well, if, if you want to support Michael Johnson and his dream to become a factory worker, don't go to podiots.com <laughs> and don't donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast and don't join Pod Squad. However, if you want to, if you're some sort of sicko and you want to prevent Michael Johnson from his destiny, you should go and do all of that. Uh, because we're going to shout those people out right now. The first people to keep me in my cage of despair are Alexa, R.I.P. Longboy, mmm, duck pancakes. Oh, oh, rest oh no. Oh, no. Anonymous, Lord Brotovich, get your pods out for the lads. Freddy Weber paints his balls. Thank you. Mr. Blobby got minus 36 with no hostages this time. Excuse me? Can we? <laughs> What's minus 36? Can we, can we decipher that with no hostages this time? Is that a reference to some sort of heinous crime that we're Oh, right, we have to Google that Hopefully not. <laughs> It could be a reference to, like, you know, just some line from a movie, like, oh, I, I played 
I played gun game yesterday and I got minus 36 with no hostages this time. Or it could be, <sighs> you know, uh, a massacre that took place somewhere. It could because oh, one of the two. Yeah. I can't see anything while Googling minus 36. No, we'll let this one it's pass. It's going to be obvious again, if, isn't if, it? If it's a nasty one, it's, it's not. We don't, know, we don't know everything, okay? Yeah. We continue with Prince Beefcakes, Stephen Scordes, Ragnar, Ragnar the Mid, and the generous pro trainer, and they say, I'm back! It's been a long time coming, but I now have a job that pays me enough to have a little left over at the end of the month. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's very congratulations. generous Congratulations, and thank you, pro trainer, for that. Many thanks. Uh, we've also got knees weak, palms are sweaty, uh, got shit in my pants already, <laughs> major regretty, uh, anonymous, uh, checks. Existential Crisis, Mr. Macca, the exceedingly generous one wow. vowel from Shira, who says, long overdue donation. I think, I, I just think you're neat, XOXO. Well, we think you're neat too, one vowel. Yeah, thank you. Thank you thank so you much. much. Um, we've also got Katie Kin Solo, Finn Tristam, Mike Roch, and Mr. Blobby's Big Nobby. Great. Uh, finally, we have Spammy Champion of the World, Cream Creamy Mukake, oh. <laughs> Confucius no. Dude Zen Potter. We love TP. He is so sweet. Oh. Rumor is he's got big feet. Oh. The two back-to-back donations. Uh, anonymous. Another anonymous. Sorry about Bean Sty. I oh, think yeah. that was oh, the follow-up yeah. from last. That we last really episode. stumbled over. <laughs> Salmon Miller and that's okay. It says all one word. R two D's nuts, R two D poo, and you know your Ludo well. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Pod Squad. Thank you so much. Three pounds or more. Podiots.com to join Pod Squad and get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Uh, which was your favourite, guys? Out of those, it just got better and better. I liked Creamy Mukaki. I thought they they had us good, in the yeah. first half, but then you know your Ludo well. Very it's good. very good. Very good. Right, that one's lost on me. Could someone please explain it? I see you know your judo well. Oh, very good. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> penis, people. Get I, your hands off my penis. Succulent Chinese meal. I watched that the other night. It is an eternal source of joy, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. I have a little um, beer cozy that's uh, that's from his official store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it's like uh judo like whatever his name is australian judo academy and it says i see you know your judo well get your hands <laughs> off my penis on it it's great it's my least useful possession i never use it but i got it oh, i think my God. friend bought it for me actually possibly uh mikey what's your favorite I'm going to go for the first half of one of the two-part donations. We love TP. He is so sweet. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's one it's of my nice, favourites too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike Roch, classic. Yeah, classic. Um, Mr. Blobby Big Nobby, great. R.I.P. Longboy, mm, duck pancakes, very relevant. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Longboy, for those who don't know. he Was was he a duck at York University? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's an yeah. Indian runner duck, right? And he was just mm. really long. <laughs> You walk around completely upright, his head held high. Um, he will be missed. What a, what a lovely boy. Missing for a, for a long time, and they think it's uh, it's not good news if he's not around. He's been yeah. Uncle Fattied. Oh, no. He's, he's been gizmoed. <laughs> Carry, carried away by a longer duck. Um, I'm going to go for R2D's nuts, because D's nuts humour is like, that's that, I like that. That yeah. works for me. Yeah, that's yeah. That's my shit, so... So they say. Uh, there we are. Thank you again, Pod Squad. We love you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Mikey Johnson, you are podcast man. I am podcast man. Would you like a podcast question? Yes. Please. Ooh, this one comes from Lexi at Simply Lexi One on Twitter. They ask, "What's the craziest thing you would put on your registry?" Uh, I think this is in terms of the mm. wedding registry, the gifts that people can buy you. Peter, you've got experience in this matter. Did you put anything particularly bonkers on yours or did yeah, you keep it or, quite civil? Yeah, or was there something you really wanted to put on but you decided you couldn't get away with? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, ours were all very sensible. We were um, moving into our first house um, 
not so long after the wedding. So we just asked for all the things that we didn't have or things that need replacing because like we had just this random selection of plates that the two of us had, you know, had since we were students that were yeah. kind of odds from our odds and ends from our parents and then mixed together these two random piles of plates. So we replaced those and yeah, it's all, it was all very practical stuff. Booth got us an iron, nice. <laughs> which we Amazing. use all the time to do our <laughs> ironing. And obviously I think of Sophie every time. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, so nothing that exciting. Probably the, the wildest, most out there thing we got are four very delicate you're scared to touch them because they might break um, cocktail glasses. They're sort of like, um, uh, I don't know, like like the really, really posh kind of 19, I don't know, 1920s champagne glasses style. Like the the ones that instead of being a really long flute, they're a really flat bowl, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So those, um, something that you would probably have like a, I don't know. A martini out of or a Ooh. yeah i don't know um, Very fancy. nothing wild is, is what would be your wild thing yeah if you could do it again and do it right yeah what would do it properly and it was just my wedding and not amy's <laughs> uh if i was marrying myself i would <laughs> i don't know get maybe some sort of uh oh man i don't know have you guys thought of one while I was I've rambling got, about glasses and... I've got two things that I know I want, but would never buy for myself. Um, one's a PS5. I've never really... I've never bought a current-gen console at pretty much the last 10 years, and I've got no interest in doing it. But if someone wants to buy it for me, that'd be great. It feels... I mean, the wedding is kind of the one time you get to... <laughs> It's all about me, so buy yeah. me the PS5. So, yeah, mm -hmm. give me it if I had no shame. Also, I would very much like um, tickets to, like, a skydiving experience day. As if, Ooh, um, really? If, skydiving? Yeah, or some, jumping from a big height would be quite fun. I, again, I think the fear would stop me from buying it for myself. So yeah. But if it's presented upon me and given a date, I'm like, well, sure. Then you oh, have to do it. Got to do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the the PS5. Like I keep saying to myself, and I've been saying for about two years, or probably longer, really, in the back of my mind, that I would like an N64 and a bunch Ooh. of games for it. Um, and I'm always, I'm totally up for doing it. And they're not that expensive. I mean, the games can be expensive, but the consoles are like I think sixty quid from CEX generally, or they were mm -hmm. until the cost of living crisis. And um, but I just can't sort of justify it. I'm like sixty quid, I could spend on something else. That's yeah. not an N64, and so I just don't do it ever. And uh, it would be just, you know, something that I can ask someone else to buy for me. Yeah, mm. that's a good shout. I I bought an N64 a couple of years back, and I used it to put a sausage in it for, yeah. for the Super Meat Oh, yeah, you video. did, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Sausage technology is incredible, isn't it? Inc incredible. <laughs> Boot it up there. Um, I think I am... I love things... But I feel like I'm sort of, I'd prefer experiences over things, mm. you know? So I think you're sort of on the money, Mikey, with not the PS5 necessarily, uh, but the the skydiving experience or whatever. Uh, my cousin and his wife uh, asked for donations for their honeymoon yeah, and then just went on like a, an amazing honeymoon. And yeah. uh, that sounds nice. I could, I could, I could go for that, you know? Yeah, maybe it's pretty common like now for nice people to holiday. do that because quite often as well now when people are getting married they already live together and actually have all the stuff that they mm. they want. I mean, we, me and Amy did live together, but we want to replace some things. But yeah, you know, traditionally a wedding registry is like the couple are finally moving into a house together and they need to buy all the crap. But yeah. nowadays it's not really the case. So a lot of people are doing money for honeymoon, please. Yes, money fair enough. Mm. I respect yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. That, Thank you, boys. You're welcome. Who would like to do their thing first? I'd love to do my thing first. Please. Um, Go on. 
Go on. So uh, there is a weird Wikipedia article called A List of Animals Awarded Human Credentials. Um, <laughs> good. I like it. It's good. And I have brought a couple of examples from it. Cause actually, it's is all a bit samey because there is a reason why animals have been awarded credentials. Um, so I've, I've just got a couple uh, of them from that page. But then there were some related articles that are also kind of very similar. So this is a whole list of animals who are doing people things. Um, we're going to learn all about them now. So the opening to the list article says, this list of animals awarded human credentials includes non-human animals who have been submitted as applicants to suspected diploma mills and have been awarded a diploma. And that is, uh, you know, those places where you pay money and you get given basically a fake diploma and... People then just try and like apply for jobs with it and stuff. Oh, um, okay. So it's you know like a, a fraudulent thing, a, a false, made-up university or college, getting people to just send them money and then they'll give you like some fake documentation. Essentially. Oh God, that's something we should do. <laughs> like we like we really should do that. We should yeah. actually. You want yeah. another limited item? How about a diploma of your choice? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll ship it out, and you can graduate from Vidiot's University. Uh, well, oh, oh yes. <laughs> I mean, I like that, but uh, as you'll see, uh, there may be some legal ramifications um, to do with that. But anyway, on occasion, we could put small print on it. Sorry, we could. Yeah, we just, could do. We could let's do it. Do we that. should do it. Let's there must do be it. like a, a legal way to just do it as a kind of like a joke shop item sort of thing. There must be a way. I'm not that, paying for legal advice though. So I no, no, just, no. Just take a punt. <laughs> uh, on occasion, uh, they have been admitted and granted a degree as reported in reliable sources. Animals are often used as a device to clearly demonstrate the lax standards or fraudulent activities of the awarding institutions. In at least one case, a cat's degree helped lead to a successful fraud prosecution against the institution that had issued it. Uh, also on occasion... Cat's name? Yes, that, I think it's the first one we're going to deal with Fuck today. Yes. Okay. Uh, also on occasion, accredited institutions award mock, uh, award mock degrees to animals for humorous purposes. So that's like legit unis just doing it for a joke. For example, UNSW awarded a doctorate. And oh. then it says, it says in parentheses, not doctorate. Just, <laughs> just to make it clear. <laughs> uh, to a dog. Such cases Ooh. are not included below. Um, this is serious. It's not humorous, this list. Mm. Okay, serious sorry, very serious. Yeah. yeah, except the ones that I've tacked onto the end are kind of more jokey. But anyway, here we go. Colby Nolan was a house cat who was awarded an MBA in 2004 by Trinity Southern University, a Dallas-based diploma mill, sparking a fraud lawsuit by the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office. Colby Nolan lived with a deputy attorney general at the time, uh, in looking to expose Trinity Southern University for fraud, undercover agents had the then six-year-old feline obtain a bachelor's degree in business administration <laughs> for $299. On the animal's application, the agents claimed that the cat had previously... They didn't say cat, I don't think. The whole point is that they just put a name and yeah. these places aren't doing their due diligence. Uh, but they claimed that the cat had previously taken courses at a community college, worked at a fast food restaurant, babysat, and maintained a newspaper route. Wow, <laughs> amazing. What an industrious in, boy. In response, the institution informed Colby that due to the job experience listed on his application, he was eligible for an executive MBA, which he could obtain for an additional $100. The transcript submitted by the agents claimed that Colby had a GPA of 3.5. I don't know what that means. I, I think a perfect one is four, but that's all I can glean from popular culture. Right. Okay. Uh, upon learning that the cat received the degree, Pennsylvania Attorney General Jerry Pappert filed a lawsuit against Trinity Southern University. In the lawsuit, Papert uh, directed the diploma mill, which had used email spam to sell degrees, to, prove, uh, to provide restitution to anyone who had ordered a degree from them. In December 2004, the Texas Attorney General obtained a temporary restraining order. Is there anything else about cats in this one? No, I, that's it. <laughs> There's no more cat stuff. <laughs> basically, one cat degree. Uh, basically, they got massively fined and uh, in big trouble. Sorry. <laughs> They did, yes. And uh, the website has been offline since 2005. So that's the first one. Colby Nolan, the cat. 
with an okay. MBA. Nice. Um, we've also got George. In 2009, George, a cat owned by Chris Jackson, presenter of the BBC show Inside Out, Northeast and Cumbria, was registered as a hypnotherapist after his owner created a fake certificate from a non-existing institution and used it to register with three professional organisations, the Whoa. British Board of Neurolinguistic Programming, the United Fellowship of Hypnotherapists and the Professional Hypnotherapy Practitioner Association. Um, wow. So there you go. Wow. Again, these things are done to prove that people aren't doing what they should be doing and doing the right checks. And I'm, I'm waiting for a Tiddles to come up or something. <laughs> You've got, we had yes. Kobe, we've had George, where's the cat? Professor Tiddles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. <gasps> no, it's not Tiddles. It's, um, I mean, I would say better. It might depend on whether you're a cat or dog person. But in 2009, Dr. Ben Mays, a veterinarian in Clinton, Arkansas, obtained a degree in... Theriogenealogy and animal reproduction from Belford University on behalf of an English bulldog named Max Sniffingwell. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> the application included his work as a reproductive specialist, noting his natural ability in theriogenealogy and experimental work with felines and his understanding of the merits of specialization, despite a desire to do them all. Apparently. Wow. Okay. Uh, he obtained a diploma, uh, a transcript, and a letter of recommendation upon receipt of a payment of $549 to the university, but declined an offer to be made an honours graduate for an additional $75. Mm, fair. Um, in 2021, environmentalist George Mon Monbiot, uh, or Monbio registered his childhood goldfish as a waste disposer in the United Kingdom. <laughs> um and then, so that's, those were just a few from the uh, the list on Wikipedia of false credentials for animals, because they were all very similar stories, just different names, but they were all cats and dogs and one goldfish. Uh, but I've got a couple more here of animals doing interesting things. FDC Willard was the pen name of a Siamese cat named Chester, who internationally published under this name on physics in scientific journals. His most famous work is on low temperature physics as a co-author in 1975. At one later occasion, he published as the sole author. Oh. Here's some context. In, in 1975, the American physicist and mathematician Jack H. Hetherington of Michigan State University wanted to publish some of his research results in the field of low temperature physics in the scientific journal Physics Review Letters. A colleague to whom he had given his paper for review pointed out that Hetherington had used the first-person plural in his text and that the journal would reject this form on submission, given that he was a sole author. So for some reason, he'd accidentally put, we did this, we did that, in his article. Oh, I guess because he had, I remember like, hearing about this, I think. Right, yeah. I guess because he probably had, like, lab assistants and stuff. But technically, he was the only author of the article. And they said, you're going to re get rejected if you do that on a technicality and you're going to have to rewrite it. Um, but rather than, I'm back on the article now, rather than take the time to retype the article to use singular form or to bring in a co-author, Hetherington decided to just invent one. He had a Siamese cat named Chester who had been sired by a Siamese cat named Willard. Fearing that colleagues might recognise his pet's name, he thought it better to use the pet's initials, and therefore FDC Willard was named as a co-author on his uh, low-temperature physics paper. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more short ones here. In 1938, Kenneth Simmons entered Boston Curtis, a brown mule, as a candidate for a Republican precinct seat in Milton, Washington. And... <laughs> Uh, in 1938, it won 51 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Simmons stated he had done this to demonstrate that many people vote without considering who they are actually voting for. Um, so again, kind of trying to prove a point there. Um, and lastly, in a similar vein, we've got uh, Lajitas, Texas, held an election that included candidates Tommy Steele, who was the incumbent human mayor, um, as well as a trading post wooden Indian, a dog named Buster, and a goat named Clay Henry. The goat won by a landslide, 
and goats have been mayors ever since. Wow. wow. Imagine being the last human down <laughs> And losing to a goat. And then they make goats the mayors going on from that point. Yeah. Wow. Mayors. Oh, sorry. No, no. Very sorry. good. That felt good. bad coming out. So there you go. Um, they can do it too with can do. Wow. I want to see all the little graduation photos of the animals from the Yes, <laughs> yeah. some shaking hands with a human. <laughs> poor, poor, come on, poor, poor. <laughs> dreamies, dreamies, come on, poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. Who Thank you, Animals Peter. could be so Welcome. educated. Yeah, talented. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I feel fine. What are you that, on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. You don't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. The, the steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, boring. VG247's <laughs> <laughs> Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Would you boys like another question? Yes, please. Ooh, which one am I going to go for? I'm going to go for the one from Jared at LikeAGlove90 on Twitter. They ask, someone has wronged you. Yes, no. you. Why? How rude. <laughs> <laughs> you have the ability to change one minor thing in their life every day as revenge. They'll never know it's you. But do you hide their keys daily? Make their daily coffee room temp room temperature constantly? What's your petty revenge? Hugs and keys. Hmm. I think for my, for mine for this one, I think what I'm, I'm a man who enjoys my my hot water to be hot and my cold water to be very cold. And if like those both got nudged together by like a couple of degrees, so like my my cold water was just kind of like barely barely tepid. It was just like because mm, uh, cold water has the best taste. Obviously, it's the best water. Mm, yeah, and yeah, hot water. Just enough, like it's 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 warm, but it's very quickly going to lose its residual heat. Like, say you're doing the washing up, it's, it's all cold again. Try to run a bath. Oh nope, there's, it's it's not held its heat on. That would drive me mad. That would mm -hmm. absolutely do me in. Yeah, I like it. Uh, like maybe just like cut out internet for five minutes a day every oof. day at like a random interval, oh, and yeah, man, that would be oh. bad. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, I get irrationally angry when my internet goes down. It's just, I just, I can't do anything else but try and fix the internet. So, yeah, that yeah. would kill me. <laughs> Anyone who's planned to screw up my day, I've just given you a few very good stuff. <laughs> please, do please don't. <laughs> I, uh, in light of what we sometimes had to deal with when emulating video games at uh, Vidiots, I would have electronic devices always start up in a foreign language. Um, and you know they they can easily navigate to the settings and switch it over but you know their their tv has i mean i guess with tv it doesn't matter so much because it's not often you're navigating through menus but uh you know video games every time they boot up a game it's like it's in german by default it would it's just be been god of war yeah it would just be <laughs> a bit annoying because generally as well you're going to be able to change it on if not on the first screen then you know in the options menu as soon as it is you know gives you control so uh it would only be a minor thing but um yeah maybe their phone as well it's not often you turn Ooh. your phone off but on the odd occasion where it completely powers down or you have to restart it's in german when you boot it up oh no <laughs> no what are you gonna do huh learn german that would that's be the only easier. solution that's the only solution yeah, yeah. um i think if someone wronged me the best revenge would be a life well lived. Ooh. Ooh. I just Whoa. get my revenge on them by having a, a lovely time and they can't do anything. Na, 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 na. However, my actual answer would be to sneak into their house at night and turn off random fuses in the fuse box. <laughs> so like, why is the fridge gone off? Everything else is fine. I don't understand. Why don't these plugs work? Why doesn't this light work? But all the other lights do. And then I think, oh, it's the fuse box, maybe. And they'll go in there and see some of the fuses are off and then they'll start doubting their wiring. They might have to pay for an electrician. And then Whoa. when they get the all clear, you know what I'll do? I'll fucking do it again. I'll go in. Do it again. 
flip off different ones. Like, yeah, you're going, Ooh. you're going fucking mad, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's good. That's very good. I mean, ter- making the fridge turn off alone. Yeah, turning off an- their fridge over and oh, over again yeah. is bad. It's freezer. Absolutely dastardly. Yeah. Oh. That would be a like, bad. so many times I've had to defrost our fridge and it is it is it just rage inducing. So yeah, like oh, oh you you bastard is all. Oh, funky oh. smell that. <laughs> Funny smell that. Uh, yeah, very, that's what I do. Nice. Thank you very much, boys. Well, hmm. there you go. There's some plans for anyone who's um looking to get revenge. Mm. Would you boys like to hear my thing? I would love to. Sure. So I want to um, a little tale today, um, a ta- but a tale that goes back many years of a cryptid that exists in the southwest of England. Oh. But this isn't your usual spooky oddity, for this is the Somerset Gimp. No. <laughs> no. Oh. No. So he's, he's, he's been a, a bit of a local legend for, I think, God, four years or so now. Um, when I say local legend, I mean a total bloody nuisance. Um, <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying I'm very sex positive. I've got nothing against the gimps, but this one's a right git. All right. So <laughs> it's okay. a cryptid that's real. Yes, it's an actual. It's an actual real life man. It's um, yes. Okay. There's been sightings. There's been interactions. And oh yeah, you'll find out all about him. But yes, nothing about nothing against the gimps, but this one is a bit of a bastard man. Mikey, so, it yeah, sounds like you have something against the gimps. Ah. You know, <laughs> why do you hate the gimps? I just want to talk about this one really bad gimp, all right? That's an example for the rest of them. Hashtag yeah, sorry, not that's all gimps. Not gimps. <laughs> that's one thing we should have mentioned in the intro. The one other thing we're changing is the podcast is now going to be called Fuck Gimps. <laughs> fuck um, Gimps. Yeah. Sing it with me. Fuck Gimps. Fuck <laughs> Gimps. No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one, one of the earliest stories I could find um, from about this 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 being uh, dates back to the 15th of July, 2019. I think you said the 15th century. century. Yeah, the 1500s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's a very, relatively recent oddity. Uh, this is, so I think some events had happened in the lead up to this, but this is kind of like when the news kind of broke beyond, I guess, neighborhood chatter. Uh, the headline reads, second man arrested after quote unquote, grunting gimp disturbs residents in Claverham. Um, so I think there'd been a little bit like this man had been around the area. And so the police started making arrests, trying to catch the dastardly devil. Right. Uh, the article reads, Villagers in Claverham, near Bristol Airport, have been left distressed by a person in a gimp suit who has reportedly been jump- jumping out in front of sta- strangers while touching his groin. Oh. Naughty, naughty. Don't do that. Somebody in black latex was allegedly seen, quote, grunting and breathing heavily. A man in his 20s has been arrested on suspicion of indecency offences after a reported incident on Thursday, July 11th. A police spokesman said, Since November last year, we've received 14 reports of a man approaching people while wearing a disguise, one of which was a black body suit. In some of the incidents, the offender is said to have performed indecent acts. Inquiries to the incidents are ongoing. So yes, this is a slightly slightly terrifying uh, pr- uh, prospect. I'm going to send you an image that one of the people who came across the gimp was greeted with. Oh, wow. Yeah, Absol- see, I saw that image uh, this week on <laughs> like No Context Christ. Britain or something. So I thought this might be that guy. <laughs> yes, so it's it's that a guy. rubber bodysuit. Absolutely, absolutely horrifying. But so, yeah, um, this happened and that was kind of like the world's first proper exposure to, to, to the Somerset Gimp. But um, the story continues. He kind of went quiet for a while after that. I think he went into hiding. But on the 10th of February 2020, he resurfaced. So unfortunately, both the men that the police arrested previously were not the Gimp in question. Per them, <laughs> that interrogation must have been a whirlwind. <laughs> Uh, this next article, uh, the headline is Gimp Man Still on the Loose Despite Police Helicopter Searches and Two Arrests. Um, this is this is from a not so good newspaper. So the language is it's 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 humorous. But wow, holy shit. A rubber clad pervert is still on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost a year after he was first sighted in a sleepy Somerset village. Dubbed Gimp Man by fearful villagers, the latex loon, they say, has leapt out on locals several times. Oh, on the alliteration every- on that. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. innit? Yeah. 
On almost every occasion, he has escaped before anyone could stop him or even ask why he's terrorizing the village. <laughs> oh, God. Excuse like me, pervert. <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you like this? <laughs> like the worst version of spring Jack, isn't it? He doesn't, like, leap out and uh, breathe he fire. He just... spring Jacks it, am I right? Touches, yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Uh, Abby Conroy, 23, says she was confronted by the man wearing fetish gear who she said was grunting and breathing heavily. When she reported the incident, incident to the police, the officer referred to the suspect as Gimp Man, clearly a known <laughs> entity. Uh, the policeman said, it's been an ongoing issue for the last four years. He'd let, he's, okay, this is the terrifying bit. He'd let himself into people's gardens and had been seen humping their grass or breathing on their windowsills. Strange oh. things like that. Oh, no. is uh, is an absolute wrong in. I'm going to send another image of him. Um, these, can these go on the thread? I'm not sure. They're not overt, but it's uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, that really is a cryptid, isn't it? That's yeah. like from a horror the, movie. The first one, I think, is okay. The second one's a bit scary, actually. So for, for, for those, I mean, yeah, for those who don't have access to the images in front of them, I'll describe it. Um, it's a man laying on some grass surrounded by leaves in what looks like a, quite a wet gimp suit uh, with a few leaves attached to him. And it's the ca- the flash is on. He's looking straight at the it's camera. It's just all blurry and, and... Sort of arching yeah. his back in the dark. I think either one of those separate... Like, if you just posted that one without the context of this is a creepy pervy man in a gimp suit who's like terrorizing people you know it just looks like a what is that strange image but yeah it could the, be like uh, an S- scp article yeah or something. <laughs> but but with the previous image of just the man in the gimp suit standing by the car it makes the second one way worse somehow oh god yeah it's horrifying i'll post the first one and then people can try and find the second one if they really want to yeah. go down that rabbit hole yeah it's, it's, it's he's it's, probably it's, halfway down a rabbit hole right now i yeah. suspect hey, hey, he's looking nice. for nice oh. Um, so things went quiet again, but on the 19th of November 2022, he made himself known once more. But this time, the larger GIMP community had something to say on the matter. Um, so this is headline of another article. GIMP man of Essex says Somerset GIMP gives the GIMP whole GIMP community a bad <laughs> reputation. So now oh. the good GIMPs are coming out to fight the evil ones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Infinity is War. Bimp? I don't know what GIMP, does GIMP stand for something. If, if they're good oh. imps and he's a bad imp, he's, um, a, he's a bimp. A bimp. Yeah, a bimp. <laughs> I'll look yeah, up the good. etymology of GIMP for you, Ben. Well, Thank you, be. Peter. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I should have Googled that myself. I've got no idea what it means. Um, a Colchester man who goes by the name of the GIMP Man of Essex has criticised his Somerset doppelganger for giving the whole GIMP community a bad reputation. The social media personality is well known in the local area, where he's seen doing his weekly shop in Tesco, clad head to toe in black latex. See, that's the kind of GIMP you want. That's okay. a good GIMP. Yeah. The GIMP Man of Essex, who regularly hosts charity events with the goal of using fetish for good, is currently posting on his TikTok a Just Giving website where people may donate to the mental health organisation Mind. However, he is not the only GIMP man to have recently surfaced in the UK. And uh, it goes on a little bit about Somerset one. And then uh, Essex GIMP says, This guy has undone everything the GIMP community is trying to do. It gives us all a bad rep. What, um, uh, what is the GIMP community trying to do? That's a very... Um, just just gimp just be gimping, right? Yeah, just, just, be, just be gimping. Yeah, yeah, just like gimps be gimps. Um, Always be gimping. Gimping. Um, Wiktionary says uh, that the word is attested in US slang since the 1920s. They don't really know exactly where it's from, but it might be influenced by the word limp. And it is kind of something to do with people who, you know have a, a limping gait or a sort of a disability don't know how it i guess maybe the because sometimes it because it's like linked with bondage maybe it's like the idea that you might have shackles on and stuff and it would affect the way that you walk or something mm, okay um yeah uh-huh. maybe just you just look at them you think that, that, that's that's a gimp it just it just flourished from there the word just manifests yeah it might not be way. anything to do with it at all but yeah, <laughs> yeah it says uh, Sorry to anyone who's listening with young ones. Um, you've got a fun <laughs> why conversation. Are you listening to, hang on. Why are you listening to... We swear on this thing. Yeah. And anything could happen in Pod Squad. So uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Be the room as soon as you start. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the latest up- update from the story is... 
Unmasked. Man <gasps> accused of being Somerset Gimp appears in court. Oh my um, he's been caught. You'd be glad to know that he. I think he's been. Uh, he's well. He's getting sent to the naughty cells soon. Um, so you'll be glad to know if you happen to be near Bristol Airport, you can sleep safe and sound, knowing there's not a gimp humping your grass. You um, think when he was um, taken to court, he insisted that they put handcuffs on him? Just, just because <laughs> oh, he wanted. No. Oh no! Oh dear! In the article, it said that he lives in a, a 1.1 million pound house. So, um, dude's doing well for himself. Wow! <laughs> yeah, Maybe he just um, needs some, like, assistance, like some actual help. Mm, possibly, yeah. It could be that something's just not right there. Bless him. Yeah, but yeah, that's the gimp. That's the Somerset gimp. He's been a. A local local nuisance for a little while, and he's finally been locked up and put in the slammer. Wow, he's scary looking. Very scary looking. I want to scroll away from those images now. Please. Yeah, can we just put <laughs> some puppies in there or something? I don't. I don't want to look at this anymore. Yeah, let me. Let me just. I'm going to give you some good puppies. I'm going to give you the same puppy five times. Oh yeah, how's that okay. sound? Yeah, boop boop. There oh you my go. goodness! Hang on, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the dogs oh, to come oh, in. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, there oh, they are! Wow, look at that. That didn't really work because they're all in the room. It's, it's worked better. enough for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to look at it anymore. Thank you, Michael. That was enlightening and also scary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very much indeed. Would you boys like a question? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, this one comes from Alexa Simpson at AA Simpson on Twitter. They want to know if you could. N- if you could now only ever use one form of non-standard transport, what would that be? A hovercraft suspended from some sort of drone swarm? Roller skates with tiny engines in them? Thanks, boys. He's keys. I've always been in hmm. awe of the people who constantly go around on not just electric scooters, but those electric skateboards. Like They look so convenient, yeah. but also so unsafe. Yeah, <laughs> one pebble and you're gone. Yeah. yeah, I already fell off an electric scooter enough to not want one. <laughs> oh dear, I for so I've always been obsessed with. I I think it's very much a jackass thing, but sitting inside of a big tire and being rolled down a hill in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's slightly inconvenient for you know going uphill, but on the way down, my god, I'm going to get there in lightning speed. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to try it, so why not make it my my permanent method of of commute and transportation? Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, I would like a very very tiny, almost kart racer esque hovercraft. Just a little, just the s- smallest one where like my elbows are in by my ribs and my, my hands are up almost sort of under my chin, holding on two little levers. And, you know, I've just got this big uh, fan thing behind me to propel me. And I'm sitting like uh, the Diddy Kong Racing hovercraft is what I want. Okay. Just a little tiny, like, and that's how I make my way through <laughs> through the world. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Sounds nice. Good. Rapid fire. Good. I think we all, maybe we all knew what we wanted deep down inside. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I'd like to affix a, a, a seat though and a steering wheel to an electric skateboard. That's what I, I think that's what I want. A seat How'd and you, a steering oh, wheel. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, oh, like, right. So yeah, you just made, so I just sit on it, you know, just sit on it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Then, Why not? And then steer. I think that would be, <laughs> I prefer, I feel safer that way. Your motorized plank. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Uh, Ben, would Mm. you like to do your thing? I'd love to. Um, I've taken a stroll into Weird Capitia this week. I've kicked down the door. I wasn't even polite. I didn't even ask. I just went in. I turned off his freezer. And now I'm here to talk to you about extreme ironing. Oh, Extreme ironing, also called EI, is an extreme sport in which people take ironing boards to remote locations and iron items of clothing. According to the Extreme Ironing Bureau, extreme ironing is the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. <laughs> Part of the attraction and interest in the, me- the interest the media has shown towards extreme ironing seems to centre on the issue of whether it is really a sport or not. It is widely considered to be tongue-in-cheek. Some locations where such performances have taken place include a mountainside or a difficult climb, a forest, in a canoe, while skiing or snowboarding, on top of large bronze statues, in the middle of a street, underwater, in the middle of the M1 motorway, in a Karen cycle race, while parachuting, and under the ice sheet of a frozen lake. The performances have been conducted solo or by groups. Would you like to see an example of extreme ironing? There we are. Please. Wow. 
Um, I'm intrigued as to how they do ironing underwater without dying. Um, because surely it's an electrical appliance for one thing. Got a photo for you. I feel right. like, quite frankly, in this instance, they're just oh, running an unplugged iron over the top of an ironing board yeah. they've taken down. There's no shirt. They're not really ironing anything at all, are they? Really? For the people at home, the first image is a man upon a big rock and at the tippy top he's doing a little bit of ironing. How cute. Yes. Uh, that is a Rivelin needle and Rivelin rocks in the United Kingdom, that one. I was going to say it looks like the UK. Uh, extreme ironing was invented in 1997 in Leicester, England, by resident Phil Shaw in his back garden. I don't think it's that extreme, is it? You're just ironing in your garden. <laughs> Shaw came home from what he recalls as a hard day in a Leicester knitwear factory. Shaw had a number of chores to do, including ironing. Preferring the idea of an evening out rock climbing, he decided to combine the two activities into a new extreme sport. In June 1999, Shaw, who uses the nickname Steam, embarked on an international tour to promote the activity. The stops included the United States, Fiji, New Zealand, Australia and South Africa. In uh, An encounter with German tourists in New Zealand led to the formation of a group called Extreme Ironing International and the German Extreme Ironing Section, or GEIS. This has yet to popularise in North America, it says <laughs> in a single sentence. Uh, as extreme ironing has has branched off, the conditions can gain in extreme activity. For example, a branch of ironing has been developed that includes both bungee jumping and well-pressed clothing. Bungee ironing is what some would call the ultimate in the thrill of extreme ironing. Uh, the sport nice. gained international attention in 2003 after a documentary entitled Extreme Ironing, Pressing for Victory, was produced by Britain's Channel 4 by WAG TV. The programme oh. followed the British team's efforts and eventual bronze and gold placings in the first Extreme Ironing World Championships in Germany. A side story looked at the rivalry between the EIB, Extreme Ironing Bureau, and a breakaway group called Urban Housework, who were trying to establish their own extreme sport based around vacuum cleaning. <laughs> the film later aired on the National Geographic channel. Does that mean it's on Disney Plus, do you think? <gasps> I hope so. We need to try and find that. Uh it's a it's a fairly long article, but I'm this is a real roller coaster. I'm really can do you mind if I keep going? Go for it. Yes, please. In 2003, John Roberts and Ben Gibbons from Cheltenham, Gloucestershire, and Christopher Allen Jowsey, and then brackets it says Boots, which I assume may be his name, uh, from Newcastle, Newcastle, comma, Whitley Bay, ironed a Union Jack just above Everest Base Camp. This is believed to be the world altitude record for the sport. The reported height <laughs> was 5,440 metres above sea level. In 2003, the Rowenta Trophy was run... What is the Rowenta? Hang on, what is that? I don't know what the Rowenta Trophy is. was won by a group from South Africa by ironing across a gorge at the Wolfberg Cracks. In 2004, the EIB travelled to the US on the Rowenta Tour to recruit additional ironists, it says, <laughs> and ironed at Mount Rushmore, New York City, Boston, and Devil's Tower. Uh, these are just various feats, I think, here. In March this is the... Uh, the experience day that you could have put on your registry uh, mikey yeah um, ah, skydiving yeah. while ironing yeah let's go all right I, I, i'm gonna get married now just to just to have this gift <laughs> if you did mikey you could be like jason blair who in april of two, uh, 2011 was filmed ironing on the m1 motorway in london uk a section of which had been closed following a fire it's not so extreme then is it oh okay not that, that, that extreme. sounded extreme but yeah in 2012, though, he caused guys, the fire. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I left it on my socks. <laughs> In 2012, though, extreme ironing pioneer Steam came out of retirement to take on a new challenge and run the Hastings Half Marathon in March, wearing an ironing board, pressing garments on the way. <laughs> Incredible. Um, right. So it does. Okay. So we have a bit of clarification about ironing under underwater here okay on the, on the 16th of june 2018 a free diver roland piccoli ironed a t-shirt at a depth of 42 meters in the world's deepest pool in montegrotto terme italy uh 
and then it f concludes with uh, extreme ironing has inspired other forms of unusual extreme activity such as extreme cello playing and there's a wikipedia <laughs> article about that as well which we will look at another day i'm sure um <laughs> the activity apparently there's a section here called in popular culture the activity rose high enough in the zeitgeist to land an appearance on the long-running soap opera eastenders the 2nd of what? August 2004 <laughs> episode featured a reference to the then-current altitude record holders, the, <laughs> the Hot Plate Brothers. As the party-loving Kat and Zoe Slater are preparing to go out, they are invited to the launch party at Angie's Den, where celebrities, including the brothers, are supposed to appear. Uh, so there you go, they were in EastEnders, and it's also mentioned in the Netflix show Dino Girl Gauco season one episode six so you can you can look that up nice. if you want uh see also first extreme ironing world championships underwater basket weaving and wok racing hmm. walk race what what does that entail i can't What's tell you mikey walk that's oh. we're gonna have to look at what racing another time i think oh so there we are the exciting world of extreme ironing uh something that i feel like there's a governing body, so we might have to submit paperwork, but surely we could get in on that, right? We could do an extreme iron somewhere, yeah. Considering yeah. some of these are pretty tame. I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Yeah. Uh, could we do it in the middle of the motorway when it's not been closed for a fire? Yes, yeah. we'd be arrested, but yes, we could. Yeah. We could, yeah, for sure. Down. And that's my thing. Absolutely Fantastic. delightful. Bodacious, radical, dude. Yeah, mm. I think so. It's pretty bodacious. Uh, well, there we are. Those are all the questions and all the things this week. A reminder that the next episode will be slightly delayed. It'll be on a Saturday of that of the week that it should be going out on the Tuesday and will be Saturday thereafter. We're looking into doing a video version of the podcast for YouTube. So it's not just a static image for two uh, for an hour and a half every fortnight. Um, and also, we now ask that you send us strange and interesting things you've seen online in the past two weeks when we put out the post requesting for you to be involved instead of questions we're going to try something slightly new uh, but we'll explain that in the post when we get there mikey i believe there's some kind of shop and some sort of special item that's available maybe you're goddamn right if you go to vidiotsofficial.com on the homepage, you'll see a big big old image um advertising our limited edition print if you click that you'll be taken to the special little store for that where you can pick it up uh it's delightful it's very pretty the colors are vibrant and bold it is, would make any house a home <laughs> Yes. But if you're not in the mood for prints, you can go back to vidiesofficial.com and click on shop where you will be greeted by a host of fabric and other materials of goodies like T-shirts, mug, stickers, yes. hat yes. and hoodie, hoodie, if you please. So if you're feeling if you're feeling fancy and free, you can go over to vidiotsofficial.com and get yourself some lovely bits and bobs. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiotsofficial. Discord is vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord. Thank you to Tommy and Fleckers who are modding us over there. Uh, go say hello to fellow Podiots listeners if you fancy it. Please go do it. Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. We stream there sometimes. No plans currently to do any streams, but we I'm sure we'll do a big old joint stream at some point this year. That'll happen. Um, yeah, Podiots.com, of course. Donate £3 or more to get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the show. Join Pod Squad. Support us in the process. Mikey, can you kick us off again, please? Alexa, RIP Longboy, mmm, Duck Pancakes, Anonymous, Lord Brotovich, Get your pods out for the lads. Freddie Weber paints his balls. Mr. Blobby got minus 36. With no hostages this time. Prince Beefcakes. Stephen Scordes. Ragnar the Might and the Mid. Sorry. Ragnar the Mid. Gotta do your name justice. And the generous pro trainer. Thank you very much. Uh, we have also got Knees Weak Palms Are Sweaty. Got Shit In My Pants Already. Major Regretti. Anonymous, uh, Chexistential Crisis, Mr. Macca, the very generous One Val from Shira, thank you very much. Katie Kin Solo, Finn Tristam, Mike Crotch, and Mr. Blobby's Big Nobby. And finally, we have Spammy Champion of the World, Creamy Mukaki, Confucius Dude Zen Potter. We love TP, he is so sweet. 
Rumour is he's got big feet. Anonymous, anonymous, sorry about bean sty, salmon miller, and that's okay. R2D's nuts, R2D poo, and you know your Ludo well. Thank you, Pod Squad again, podiots.com. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next show. I wonder if it was the intention of Alexa, the first one, so that people who are listening outside their Alexas at home then just get a stream of nonsense names. Oh, no, yeah. And oh, I didn't even okay. clock that. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what it is. I genuinely do. Peter, what's out on Vidiots this week, five years ago? Well, five years ago this week, we start with Worst Games Ever Game Selection for the 3rd of May, Worst Games Ever Beverly Hills Cop, Skyrim Zoo Chapter 10, The Irresponsible Zoo Owner, Sunday Funday for Def Jam Icon, Memory Cards, May the 7th, uh, GTA Vice City, Gran Turismo and Headhunter, Post Some Tat Number 12, Pikachu, We Choose You, we're coming back to Newcastle hyphen glitch 2018. <laughs> what is it? Oh, no. What is what it? Is it? The Skyrim Grinch challenge for piece of cake. Uh, we've also got worst cooking ever. The official worst games ever meal. Fantastic. Skyrim Zoo chapter 11. The rabbit apocalypse cometh. Sunday fun day. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. We've got memory cards for May the 14th, which includes Crazy Taxi, Metro, Last Light, and Final Fantasy XI. Uh, it's Episode 6, A Took. Um, and uh, we're going up to the 17th, 16th. So uh, lastly, post some tat number 13, The Music Man Cometh. Amazing. What a load of content. Go watch it now yeah. on the Vidiots YouTube channel. Relive the glory year. Well, the glory, <laughs> yes. the glory yeah. eight months, really, wasn't it? But go relive it. Yeah. Go on. Go go have some fun. Uh, Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Paraboy on Twitter. Uh, let me do that in a not high-pitched voice. Jeez. At Paraboy on Twitter. I nearly did it again. I had to restrain myself. <laughs> At Paraboy on Twitter. At Paraboy. At Paraboy on Twitter. I've said it five times now. Go, go check it out where you can find... I don't know what's on there anymore. Just go look at it. There's probably some good things in my likes. Have a scroll through. Enjoy. Yes. And where are we on the internet, Peter? At that Peter Austin and at confused <laughs> underscore dude on Twitter. Um, and you can also catch both of us at Team Triple Jump on Twitter and Facebook, more, but more importantly on YouTube and Twitch, where we're doing videos and live streams all the bloody time. And uh, yeah, all, all sorts of gaming related stuff. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Do it. Why not leave us a five star review on your platform of choice? That costs nothing and it's free. Those are two different Whoa. things. Yeah, that's right. I'll say it again. It costs nothing. And it's free, and it won't cost you a penny. And it will help no something to do. And no, no charge. And it, but fees do apply. And <laughs> it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Yeah? Go leave a five-star yeah. review. Go on. Go and do it. I know you've been kicking your heels. I don't leave any bloody reviews for the podcasts I listen to. Who can be fucked with that? I'm asking <laughs> yeah. you kindly to go and do it. Please. Please. Please, really. Please. And also tell a friend. Please tell a yeah. fucking yeah. friend, Please will tell you? Tell your <laughs> friends. Tell a friend. Uh, bringing that back. Um, right. Anyone got a favourite question? Not a favourite question. A question before we <laughs> bugger off. Uh, what do you think about the fact that Vidiot's Polyus is changing? Yeah, actually, that's quite feeling, a good one. Feeling positive? Yeah. It's all positive. I want to just make this clear. It's all positive changes made for positive reasons. It's not because we're worried and we think it's not going well. It's because... It's going great, and we want to continue keeping it fresh and uh, alive. And the best way to do that is to keep it interesting. So yep. we're avoiding the negativity by doing good stuff. Uh-huh. We're not cutting um, back. We're committed to Podiots, and we, we want it to last and thrive, and we think these, these changes will help. So let yeah. us know what you think. Wonderful. All right, fellas, I'll catch you in the next one. You guys look after yourselves. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.